0: welcome to morning coffee and mimosas i'm christina and i'm joe we are a father-daughter duo we come here sunday mornings but you can come here anytime you please we banter about life about business and we do it over coffee and mimosas good morning good morning dan
1: it's our morning ritual of saying good morning on sunday (laughs) <laughs> it's only because I don't see you during the week, so to it say would good be morning, odd if we didn't
0: say good morning.
1: I know we have to do that in the morning. Yes,
0: so I mean, good morning. We've talked about this. We can say something else,
1: mm-hmm. but we're not. So lovely day today.
0: <laughs> it's really not a lovely day. <laughs> it's so cold. I know, but but I know we have listeners all over the place. So good morning, listeners. It is cold in New Jersey. We're talking. I don't know. It's not single digits. So I know a lot of you are rolling your eyes right now.
1: It's 20 degrees outside.
0: It's 20 degrees outside, and that's cold enough for me.
1: We actually had a listener from Florida who emailed us and said that all this talk of heavy coats and they are in a tank top. This was actually
0: kind of funny. So (laughs) we talked a little bit about merch on uh, our episode where Bart joined us talking about the future of sales. And we were talking about mugs and wouldn't it be cool if we saw people walking around in hoodies? And one of our listeners from Florida said, I don't remember the last time I wore a hoodie. Can you make tank tops? (laughs) We were like, well, sure. But did you have to rub it in?
1: (laughs) That was funny how you turned that around, (laughs) rubbing it in.
0: (laughs) But yeah, merch to come. The wheels are moving in mm-hmm. our brains and coming up with different ways. Well, we already
1: have a coffee cup, like or you know, a mug. So, but we do need a mimosa glass, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, but we also need to commercialize them and make them available for the listeners.
1: Oh, that's true. So we'll we also, do it.
0: Yeah, so we've got some work to do, listeners. But we, we will make merch available, come hell or high water, that's soon.
1: It. So the other thing, talking about you know our listener from Florida who. Well, I say our listener, a listener from Florida, and thank you very much.
0: Our one listener in Florida. <laughs> I think we have more, but,
1: um, <laughs> but we really appreciate that comment. But we have gotten a lot of uh, positive feedback on Ghosts in the Machine, which was our episode last weekend. And so number one, I wanted to say thank you to those of you that reach out to us and give us topic ideas and tell us how they feel. And um, this episode going to be on trust, which... You know they asked us to spend some time Who discussing that? that. I don't remember that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, uh what a shout out
1: i will uh I will go back and figure that out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, listeners, we did, we had a lot of fun with the Ghost in the Machine episode last week. Actually, Brad got super fancy and added in all kinds of sound effects, which mm-hmm. now we're going to start to probably abuse and make everyone really annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try not to. We're going to
1: turn it into a music thing, and that's not what we want.
0: <laughs> yeah, we will try not to abuse that now that we know what's available. But we did get some really good feedback from listeners about just the overall concept. And we thought, why not stick with it for another episode or two here and, mm-hmm. and dig a little bit more into we started talking about the ghost in the machine. So for those of you that didn't listen, I suggest you go back episode 46 and listen. But for a quick just recap, Dad, you want to just give them like the 30,000 foot view of kind of what we yep. talked about?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's an analogy, Ghost in the Machine. And that has to do with your business or operation or process or whatever you're you do, but think about it as like when you grab your phone, and you go to press to send a text message, or you do something and it just doesn't operate the way you expected it to operate. And you've done everything right. And it's not operating the way you want. What, what do we say? It's got a mind of its own, you know, it's got a mind right. of its own. That's the ghost in the machine. Well, we have that same thing with processes with people in your department, people you work with. And that's what our episode was all about. It was a really good episode and you'll get a lot out of it. So like Christina said, episode 46 ghosts in the machine, and you'll enjoy that episode. So one of the things we spoke about there was that in order to get to and uncover these ghosts, that there were certain things that needed to be done and certain attributes that you had to have. And one of them was trust, people have to trust you. And so that's what we'd like to speak about today is how is this concept of building trust, having trust? What does it mean in a relationship in managing other people with your coworkers, and so on?
0: And I would say, in my opinion, that's probably the, the biggest value that I think most people put in relationships is, can I trust this person? And Can I rely on this person and rely on their word? So I think as we were talking about the ghost in the machine and talking about how do you identify those things that are festering or the preconceived notions or potential motives that exist for other people, you can't do it without trust. So we thought, why don't we talk a little bit about trust and the importance of that in business, in relationships, in all aspects of life because without that, you can never get to the why, because there's always going to be people kind of hiding things or posturing. If rather than, rather than all working towards a common goal that's understood together, they're all working to protect themselves.
1: Exactly. And that's the key is we have to always get to the why. And this works in everything. So some of the aspects or the essentials of a good manager, a good person, and, and so on is building trust. And there are three main elements that, at least, that I would like to talk about today. And that is honesty, fairness, and transparency. And it's pretty easy, you know. And any of you that are sitting here going, duh, you know, like, <laughs> like you are, Christina, probably right now, right? Go ahead, say it. Duh. Yeah, there you go. So, but basically, honesty, I'll run through all three and then we're going to talk about each one of them. But honesty is the quality of being truthful. Fairness is the quality of being impartial and transparency is the quality of being open or clear. They're related, they're different, but they all help to feed the other people you deal with, feeding their feeling of trust in you. All right. And I want to put an umbrella around this whole thing. You're all honest. We believe you're all honest, but it's how people perceive you that's it it. is how they react to you remember that you know you follow i'm saying so you can be honest and truthful but if you don't somehow come across that way you could be perceived as being not so honest and truthful and therefore people will react to you as if you're not honest and not trustworthy even though you are if that makes sense
0: well and i think that's where the transparency comes in right? right Mm -hmm. is is there clarity in what you're communicating and the way somebody else understands it right because that could be the difference of whether or not you're telling the truth but they're hearing a lie or or making assumptions or we talked a little bit last week about sometimes these ghosts can be the paranoia that Mm -hmm. sometimes we have right or maybe paranoia is not the right word but sometimes you know sometimes we have preconceived notions or Insecurities. Sometimes we have insecurities about situations that cause us to have a distrust that shouldn't exist.
1: Or, or if you are the manager or the leader, to come across as less than truthful or less than trustworthy
0: or less than confident because of
1: your correct. And that's where exactly where I was going to go is again. On top of this is your confidence as a leader is very important. The more confident you are, the more. Um, likely, you are to be perceived as trustworthy.
0: Yeah, well, because when somebody's lying, what are tells? You're not making eye contact, mm-hmm. right? You're Stutter stam- a little stammering, bit stammering, right? right? You, you're you're not finding your words because you're having to think of something, right? So, automatically, if you're confident in what you're sharing, there's already a higher degree of trust in it mm-hmm. because it's coming fluidly; it's coming from the heart.
1: Exactly. So, let's look at these. So, honesty is the quality of being truthful. Now as a leader or a manager or a parent a person, a person, right? I'm not going to tell everything about my life and whatever. It doesn't mean you, you lay yourself bare and open up everything that's ever happened. What that means is in the context of your relationship with that person. So if you are a manager, the department, whatever your relationship is within that context, are you being truthful about what it is that you are conveying? And again, as truthful as you can be in the situation. So if you know a corporate secret, and you're not allowed to say it, well, then you can't say it, but be truthful in that relationship.
0: Well, and that all is a part of trust, right? Right. Part of being a trusted leader is knowing what you should and shouldn't share. Mm -hmm. And, you know, respecting the boundaries on both sides. That's
1: right. Exactly. So what are some examples, for example, of not being truthful? You got any?
0: I have never had an experience I of that. Know, Dad, because you're perfect. So this is really tough for me.
1: Right, but it should be easy for me.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I Tonight. think we all we I think we all have. Um, I think there's little things that we do every day, sometimes without even thinking about mm-hmm. it. Right.
1: Right, but in an example of, of a work type situation, a classic issue with managers sometimes is. Delegating is very important, right? But there are some managers who delegate because they have no clue what the hell to do. Mm -hmm. So they just go, Christina, here's what I want you to do, and rattle it off. And then you might say, oh, okay. And then you ask for either some guidance or assistance, and I either ignore you or I kind of give you a 30,000-foot level thing about it. I'm going to quickly come across as either I'm stupid or I'm not really trustworthy like what but it, so in my example well i as think a ma- that's
0: a good example because as a manager there are times that your team is coming to you and trusting that you know how to do this job right it's not your responsibility to do their job but it is your responsibility to be able to give them guidance
1: right so as you move up in an organization you obviously could not have possibly mastered all the jobs in that department so be honest right in, in other words you just say, you know what, I know this has to get done and I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm not your person, but let me get Bill over here and, and you know he can help you or well, Susie that, that can help you. You follow?
0: And that's the whole thing. <laughs> I think that there's little things that can erode trust in a working relationship if instead of admitting that you're not the expert Correct. in everything, right. you talk just to talk right yes or you share something that you give an answer that's not the answer because you're too afraid to say i don't know right and it's little things like that over time i think that you're not lying right no
1: but it's but you're
0: trying to you're trying to be something that you're not correct and then people start to see that and recognize that exactly you know what what's going on there
1: yeah and trust is not a, a monolith you know i can have less trust in you to arrive on time, but that has nothing to do with your reliability to get a job done. Do you follow? Right. So, you know, it, it's multifaceted.
0: Well, I think there's trust. There's, not... there's trust in behaviors. You right. know, or, I think there's a different. That's a difference between like dependability and trust, mm-hmm. right? I think we're getting totally off on a tangent well, we here. Are, but but it,
1: it's good for, I think, for all of us to understand, regardless of how it happens, if your team or your coworkers, or your friends, or your spouse, or your children, if they lose trust in you, you're going to have issues around identifying to your initial point, what are these ghosts that are floating around my machine, my company, my Mm -hmm. department? We're going to have trouble uncovering them, because you're not going to get the trust back in order to get the correct answers that you want, potentially.
0: Yeah, and without trust, you lose (laughs) control of the environment around you. Right. Because there's a whole lot that's happening that's being shielded from you rather than exposed to you.
1: Exactly. Very good. I like that. You can take that, Dad. Yeah, take that. That's a good one. The other one we should talk about is fairness, which is the quality of being impartial. And this is really, really important. And I'm going to use you, Christina, as an example, because what do you say about you versus the other two wonderful children that we have, your brothers?
0: I'm the favorite.
1: (laughs) Okay, there you go. Christina is not impartial, but that is. No, no,
0: no, no, no. (laughs) I am objective and transparent. I
1: see, I see. And honest. Okay, got it.
0: You are not impartial. I'm not
1: impartial. Okay. (laughs) All right. So.
0: And to be clear, I'm still working to get him to admit that I'm the favorite.
1: (laughs) Not not today. Now. um,
0: (laughs) He refuses, (laughs) but.
1: But this is the point. As a, again, manager, friend, coworker, whatever, you must strive your hardest to be impartial in your dealings with each and every person that you deal with in a business environment. uh, I think it's it's
0: so true. Like there's obviously there, there's certain people that you just get along with or that you just have more in common with, but being objective and fair in your approach and making sure that you're treating everybody equally from a good perspective. And also Mm -hmm. when there's challenges, right? right. Addressing every person, the same. And that doesn't mean communicating with them all exactly the same way because no, no, people no, no, no. communicate differently, right. but coach everybody the same, right?
1: Exactly. And I'm going to give you an example that I use in, uh, in a lot of the management training, and it has to do with your problem employee. If you could imagine a circle and your employees in your department are dots in the, in the circle. So that's everybody that's working and everybody's fine. What happens when you have a problem employee? That problem employee, what happens?
0: Well, you start to spend more and more time there.
1: There you go. Okay, so imagine that so that person's outside the circle of performance. The circle is appropriate performance. That person's outside that, when I say appropriate, doing a good job. This person is not doing a good job or having some kind of issues. Very often, a manager starts to focus on helping, coaching, right that problem employee to the detriment or sucking time away from the others right so when we talk about impartiality it's not just oh this one is my favorite and these are not that's an aspect of it but it's also you have a problem and then we normally get from the hr department we'll have you documented have you done it so all of this stuff and you legally anyway you you should not document one person and not document the others right so if i now this person is a problem employee and then i notice that he or she is in late three times a week but i didn't document that my old good employees i have two of them that also come in late three times a week but i didn't document it that's not fair again this is all unfair so
0: now you're not being impartial
1: correct and we will discuss in another episode those types of of things. So I'm not really going to give you a whole synopsis about how to deal with that. But if you are having that issue, if you find that you have that problem employee, and they're taking a lot of your time, snap out of it, think about it, recognize it, and figure a way to, to put this back into perspective. And that's usually getting HR involved to help you out or something. All right. but that's where impartiality can be the favorite. And it can also be the problem.
0: Well, and I, I think the lesson there is just making sure that you are approaching every situation with a level of fairness mm-hmm. and you're not giving extra attention because I think then that ghost in the machine, right? Or the, the thing that stops working is all of a sudden your process fails because mm-hmm. you're losing sight of everything except one area.
1: Right. That's it. Beautiful. And then finally we come to transparency, which is the quality of being open and clear. And again, it's kind of all wraps up around that, right? So again, I don't have to bare my soul, but I'm open and clear about if I am happy with your performance, you know, I give you feedback and clear feedback, positive and negative compliments when appropriate, maybe some criticism when appropriate, but that all fits into being open and clear. And as you can see, they all tie in. You have to be truthful, right?
0: But, and I think a big part of transparency, we're trying to frame up the importance of trust in a relationship because that's how you identify what you're missing, right? Mm -hmm. What are the things that are eluding you or evading you from being able to address a challenge or understand a situation Mm -hmm. and adapt? But a big part of transparency and trust is people understanding the why, too. So we're talking a lot about what is causing these ghosts in the machine or why are there processes that aren't working the way they're supposed to be working. But a big part of that is being transparent with people so that they understand why are we asking certain things? Mm -hmm. Why are we changing direction? So part part of us understanding why something's done a certain way Is also us being transparent enough to share the context and the reasoning behind why decisions are made because it's very hard for people to get on board to trust when they're just being given a directive or told about a change but not shared the rationale or inspiration for it
1: yeah that's brilliant because it's true it's like instead of just shut up and do it well you know how much does it take to explain why
0: Well, and I and I think if we're doing anything right in our worlds, we shouldn't want to be surrounded by people that just shut up and do it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they that's that's exactly how the ghosts perpetuate and continue to haunt an environment is because people have been beaten down to they just shut up and do it. Right. But meanwhile, things have changed. What is what is the most frustrating things that people hear? Well, we've always done it that way.
0: Right. And I think that's one of the best things that you can have as a leader, that you can have as a colleague, that you can have in friendships, in family. And I think the relationships that I certainly value the most and the ones that push us each and every day to be better are the people not that just nod and say yes and are so super agreeable. Yeah, that might make for a very easy conversation here and there. Mm -hmm. But the relationships that I personally want to be surrounded by are the ones of people that make me better, that challenge the status quo, that ask the questions, that make me ask questions that I might not have thought about myself. Mm -hmm. And I think that is how we get better. And that's how we continue to advance. And that's how we collectively have a trusting relationship of sparring, right? right? And debating and discussing a topic and then sometimes dad sometimes you and I will go back and forth and mm-hmm. you might come away enlightened. Other times vice, you know, I Do You
1: always enlighten me.
0: <laughs> but I th- I can think of so many examples of times when, you know, as you're having a conversation, someone challenges a que- or asks a question and you haven't actually thought about it that way before and all of a sudden it opens your my perspective right and changes the way i see things a little bit and that's how we get smarter and that's right. how we advance
1: that's it very good so so this is a little bit about building trust and i hope we you know gave some good insights on it
0: well and i'll say something you know we're talking a lot about a management perspective and i think that's really important and there's a lot of good lessons here i know we have people listening At all different stages of their career. And something I want to point out as we're talking about trust and we're talking about things that you need to look for honesty, fairness, transparency. If you are somebody that is in the stage of your career where you're making, you know, job moves or looking for a new position, you're interviewing for, you know, a new job or you're hiring somebody, I think. These are critical things for you to be looking for in Mm -hmm. your employer, to be looking for in the hiring manager and thinking about as you're assessing potential career shifts and moves, because the people that you align yourself to and that you work for will be the most important decision that you make as as you're embarking on career decisions and and that's something that I have been super lucky to continue to have really, really good leaders mm-hmm. and a company that is built on the foundation of trust. And I so I, I just I say that because I think for people early on in their career, that's a really good lesson is to be looking for those things and making sure that while you are trying really hard to get a job and sometimes feeling like you know you're you're kind of at the employer's mercy that you're also interviewing these people and looking at the hiring manager and really assessing is this somebody that i can trust and put my career in these people's hands and and will they challenge me to be better
1: very good nice thank you
0: so dad are you going to uh finally come clean and and be honest and transparent (laughs) about your thoughts about (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Me being your favorite.
1: No, we're going to end this episode. Thank you for listening. <laughs> it's been another wonderful episode. Oh, man.
0: I got to get you on the mimosa train, maybe, for I this one. Take, you know,
1: I have coffee. You know, I'm very clear headed.
0: Well, listeners, thank you for yeah, staying with you for us listening. today. Yes. Anthony, Greg, my brothers, if you guys are listening, I know I'm just joking. Dad really doesn't love me best, although I will keep working at this.
1: (laughs) Wherever you are, whatever your story, thanks for spending time with us this morning. Now, go and make a difference in your world. It was a good try there, Christina.
0: I'm going to keep that. I'm persistent.
1: You are persistent. <laughs> but I'm going to continue to be honest, fair, and transparent. <laughs> Love you all the same. Exactly the same.
0: Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye, And if everybody. you liked what you heard, like, subscribe, share with a friend.